So good to see everybody here this morning. If you are new to the Mission Church, welcome. God bless you. My name is Greg Johnson. I have the privilege of serving here as lead pastor, and it's so good to have you with us today. If you're joining us at Mission Church Online, God bless you. It's good to have you with us as well, worshiping the Lord. Amen. Well, you can go ahead and take your seats. Praise the Lord. And uh, today, I am so excited because we have a a special friend of the Mission Church that is going to be bringing the word to us today. Um, We have been partnering with uh, a brother and sister in Accra, Ghana, for a number of years. I think since like 2006, we have been partnering with... uh, Dr. Uh, Stephen Wangum and Monica Wangum, and they have been ministering there in Accra, Ghana, uh, established, planted Cedar Mountain Chapel and Assemblies of God Church there in Accra. God has blessed that church. We have been sowing into that church. You have been sowing into that church as you uh, are faithful with your missions pledges. And uh, they just completed a building project where they, um, uh, the Lord, by His grace, enabled them to construct a 1,300-seat facility that is uh, now having multiple services on Sundays. And uh, amen. And we've taken teams, right, Jean-Marie, to Accra. We did a, we've done medical uh, missions there, optical, right, with providing glasses to those that are in need. We have done youth missions trips there. We have done numerous global leadership training trips to uh, Accra and all throughout Ghana. And uh, Pastor Stephen serves as the West Africa coordinator for global leadership training. And uh, he has been doing an exceptional job there for global leadership training, him and Monica, his wife. And uh, they are dear friends to Laura and me, and we're so glad that you guys are with us today. So let's welcome, would you stand and would you welcome a dear friend to the Mission Church, Pastor Stephen Wengham, as he comes to minister the Word of God today. All right. All right, and Sister Monica, God bless you. Amen. Thank you. All right, you, welcome. Greg. God bless you. You can be right. seated. Thank you. Good morning, everybody. It's a great joy to be. <clears throat> sorry, great joy to be in your midst this morning here with my beautiful wife of 21 years, Monica. We came with two of our kids. Um, yeah, we have two kids, Ithra and Matthew King. They are in the children's church. We also came with another good um, colleague of ours, senior brother, Reverend Dr. Jacob Hassan, you of Life Worship Center in Fredericksburg, Virginia. God bless you. Amen. Well, I bring you greetings from Ghana, from Cedar Mountain Chapel, East Legon Assemblies of God. We draw a lot of inspiration from this church. When the Lord gave me the vision to start Cedar Mountain Chapel, I was privileged to be invited by Greg and Laura to the U.S. for the first time in 2010. And the culture of of excellence, um, the love for God here inspired us. And sometimes I just say that we are the mission church version in West Africa, Ghana. (laughs) Indeed, we thank you for your many support. Um, Last year, during the lockdown, 
the Lord gave me a vision. I saw many pastors in distress. It was bad. And indeed, one of the hardly um, hit um, institutions in Ghana was the church because we're not having the services. Our salaries are dependent on offerings and tithe, and things were tough. So my wife and I emptied our bank accounts to support the pastors across the country. It got to a time our monies were finished. We needed support, like Luke 5. When their nets were breaking, they signaled their partners, and they brought their nets in addition. So I spoke to Pastor Greg, and the mission church was magnanimous and gracious. You sent us some good money, and I'm glad to report about 2,500 pastors and their families were giving relief support to the glory of God. Hallelujah. And I want you to know that all of these pastors and their families are praying for you. Not only pastors, um, pastors' widows were also covered. And um, I say God bless you for that partnership. Amen. Well, this morning, um, I want to share with you a sermon of title, The Peril of Being a Runaway Missionary. Simply put, the dangers of disobeying the Great Commission. The dangers of disobeying the Great Commission. Jonah is our character study. Jonah chapter 1. Um, let's read a few verses. In the next 30 minutes, I will run you through the book of Jonah. It's a very simple book. Amen. Jonah chapter 1. Let's read from verse number 1. Now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the son of Amittai, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh. Um, just a minute. Um, let me read from here. It will better serve my purpose, okay? So I'm doing the New King James Version. Okay, right. Okay, let's go on. Arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah rose up to unto Tarshish. Yeah, the font size. Struggling to read. And uh, okay. Um, okay, God is behind. Okay, thank you, God. I didn't know. I was reading from the screen at the back. Thank you, Greg. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish. Now, let's go back to verse 1 um, of Jonah. Now, the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. Verse 3, but Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa and he found a ship going to Tarshish and so he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea and there was a mighty tempest in the sea so that the ship was like was like to be broken. 
Then the mariners were afraid, and they cried every man unto his Elohim, and cast forth the words that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship, and he lay and was fast asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, What meanest thou, O sleeper? Rise, call up thy Elohim, if so be that Elohim will think upon us that we perish not. And they said everyone to his fellow, Come and let us cast laws, that we may know for those cause this evil has come upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell upon Jonah. Then they said unto him, Tell us, we pray thee, for whose cause this evil has come upon us? What is thine occupation? And when, whence comest thou? What is thy country? Of what people art thou? And he said unto them, I'm an, I'm an Hebrew, and I fear God, the Elohim of heaven, which hath made the sea and dry land. Then were the men exceedingly afraid and said unto him, Why hast thou done this? For the men knew that he fled from the presence of God because he had told them. Then they said unto him, What shall we do unto thee that the sea may be calm unto us? For the sea wrought and was tempestuous. And he said unto them, Take me up and cast me forth into the sea, so shall the sea be calm unto you, for I know that for my sake this great tempest is upon you. Nevertheless, the men rode hard to bring it to the land, but they could not, for the sea wrought and was tempestuous against them. Wherefore, they cried unto God and said, We beseech thee, O God, we beseech thee, let us not perish for this man's life and lay not upon us innocent blood, for thou, O God, hast done as it pleased thee. So they took up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea, and the sea ceased from her region. Then the men feared God exceedingly and offered a sacrifice unto God and made vows. Now God had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah, and Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. Hallelujah. Amen. Dearly beloved, the dangers of disobeying the Great Commission. We are not called to obey a great commission. We are called to obey the great commission. There is only one commission God gave the church. By extension, every Christian. And that commission is to go save the world. That great commission is God's commission. God himself is in the business of saving souls. Matthew 121, the Bible says that the angels said that the reason why Christ was being born was to save men from their sins. When Christ finished the assignment and was about to depart, he extended that same commission to the church and said, go into the nations and preach the gospel. Revelation eleven fifteen, the Bible says that the kingdoms of this world might become the kingdoms of our God. So God's vision is that the kingdoms of this world might become an extension of the kingdom of our God. The story of Jonah is a clear example of the price we pay when we disobey the grand call to win souls. Nineveh has sinned against God. Like our generation, like America today, like Ghana today, like the nations. 
And God raised Jonah. God has raised the church to go and preach his love, his mercy, his salvation message to the world. Jonah chose another profession. He chose to run away. He chose to go and pursue his personal agenda. And we know what happened to Jonah. God prepared a fish. Prior to that, he endangered the lives of innocent people who were with him in the vessel. I mean, he was fast asleep. You are either weeding souls or you are asleep. When Jonah disobeyed the great commission, he had to flee from God's presence. When you disobey the great commission, you are fleeing from God's presence, from God's mercy, from God's grace. He found himself in the vessel fast asleep. You are either winning souls or you are fast asleep. Dearly beloved, I will touch on the following points. The call to win souls, the cases which constitute disobedience to the great commission, and then terribly the consequences of disobeying the call to win souls, the cure for disobeying the great commission, and finally, the crown of soul winning. Hallelujah. The call to win souls. In Jonah 1, 1 and 2, God had instructed Jonah to go and preach to Nineveh. Jonah 2 verse 9. Jonah 2 verse 9. Again, we see God impressing upon Jonah the need to go and win. He says, so he said to them, I am a Hebrew. I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the dry land. Hallelujah. So clearly, he was telling them his mission. God had called him to go and reach out to Nineveh. In Jonah 3, 1 to 5, again, God gave Jonah a second chance. When he had now repented and God made the fish, you know, uh, uh, um, vomit him at the shore. Now, God gave Jonah another chance. Because the great commission is the great commission, God gave Jonah another chance. That is, that is God's business. So, Jonah had the opportunity to go and preach to the great city of Nineveh. Number one, the call to win souls is a divine call. It's a call from God himself. Psalm 105 verse 1, Acts 20 verse 24, clearly mentions that the call to evangelize the world is a call from God. It's a divine call. 2 Timothy 4 verse 5, Paul told Timothy, do the work of an evangelist. It is not a man's call. The call to evangelize your community, your colleagues in the office, your family members, is a divine call. Number two, it is a life and death call. Jonah 3, 1 to 4 and verse 17. It's a life and death call. Why? Because God was going to destroy the city of Nineveh. About 200,000 souls were going to perish. So God said, Jonah, go and preach. If they repent, I will save their souls. It's a life and death call. Number three, it's an agent call. God said, within days, within three days, I will destroy Nineveh. Number four, it is a non-negotiable call. It's a non Jonah, I'm sure, tried to give excuses. God said, no, you must go. 
to the extent that even when the fish had vomited Jonah at the shore, God gave him a second chance. It's a non-negotiable call. The call to evangelize your family, the call to witness to the unsaved, you cannot negotiate it. You cannot renegotiate it. It's a call that must be fulfilled by the believer. Again, it is also a life-saving call. God says, go preach the word, and those who repent will be saved from damnation. It is a life-saving call. Number five, it is a call to preach salvation. Jonah 3, 1 to 10. Jonah 3, 1 to 10. God said, go preach that they, they repent from their evil ways. Their, their crime, their corruption has come up to me, the Lord. Then it is also in Romans 1 verse 14 in the New Testament, Paul says, we are indebted to the unsaved. We have been given the gospel. We are custodians of the gospel. And therefore God expects us to present the gospel to the unsaved. We are saved to save others. The love of God compels us in 2 Corinthians 5.14 to go preach the gospel. If you claim you love God, if God's love is in your heart, you cannot but reach out to the world with the gospel of Christ. The cases which constitute disobedience to the Great Commission. What are the acts of the believer, the, 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 the works of the believer that constitute disobedience to the Great Commission? Number one, replacing the Great Commission with personal interests. In Jonah 1, 1 to 3, God said, Jonah, go preach in Nineveh. He chose to go to somewhere else to pursue his personal agenda. You are either winning souls or pursuing your personal interests. Can I say it again? You are either winning souls or you are pursuing your personal agenda, which is not God's agenda. Number two, when we refuse to go and proclaim the message of Christ to the lost, Jonah 1, 1 to 3, Jonah had refused clearly to go preach the word of God to the great city of Nineveh. Number three, choosing personal comfort over responsibility. Jonah 1 verse 5b. Jonah found himself in a vessel and he was fast asleep. He was snoring. He was enjoying. He was relaxing. While souls were about to be destroyed. He didn't care. He didn't care about the souls in Nineveh. He chose personal comfort over divine responsibility. Accepting to preach the gospel without the agape love of God. Now, when God gave Jonah the second chance, can you imagine? He had gone to preach and the people repented and God decided not to destroy them. Jonah was angry. He was angry at God. And many of us are like Jonah. Self-righteousness. You, Jonah, you are disobeyed. God, you should have perished in the, in the whale of the belly, in the belly of the whale. God forgives you. He allows you to go and, and right your wrongs. You went to preach the gospel. And God spared the city. And Jonah is angry at God. Can you imagine? He was angry. Why, why did God spare their lives? Acts that constitute disobedience to the Great Commission. Um, now, watch this. Disobedience to the Great Commission is a grave sin. Why? It is... A sin of the lack of love for Christ. If you are not winning souls, 
you don't have love for Christ. John 14, 15. The Bible says, if you love God, for, 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 for Christ asked Peter, if you love me, feed my flock. It is a sin of not following Christ. Matthew 4, verse 19. Christ said, follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. If you are not winning souls, you are not following Christ. You are following somebody else, something else. It is a sin of not abiding in Christ. John 15, 4 and 5, for Christ said, if you abide in me, you will bear fruit. It is a sin of fully. Proverbs 11, verse 30. He that wins soul is wise. It's a sin against the unsaved. Ezekiel 3, 16 and 17, the Lord said, if you don't want the sin of his ways and he perishes, I'll require his blood from your hand. The consequences of disobeying the call to win souls. Number one, divine judgment. Jonah 1, 4 and verse 17, when Jonah refused to go and preach to Nineveh, God's anger came against him. He nearly perished. He ended up in the belly of the whale. I don't care your pedigree. I don't, I, I'm sorry. Um, what you are doing for God, you can be, yes, be in the worship team. You can be in the media department. Do everything for God. If you are not winning souls, you are not in God's business. If you are not winning souls, you are out of God's business. Many Christians try to find excuses and, and claim and think that, well, um, soul winning is for the missions department. You know, soul winning is for the pastors. You know, soul winning is for those who know the scriptures. And they think that once while they are doing act of service in church, they are exempted. No. When Jonah refused to go preach in Nineveh, God's judgment, God's wrath came against him. When the early church stopped planting churches and stopped winning souls, God set persecution against the early church. When we disobey the Great Commission, we attract God's wrath and God's judgment. Number two, he had a near-death experience. Jonah 2, 1 to 7. I was imagining how Jonah survived in the belly of the well. Remember, the womb of the whale is not conducive for human life. Three days and three nights. Just, just picture the, I mean, the situation here. I was wondering, so was he squatting? How was he lying? How, 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 did, he, how, how did he survive? Three days and three nights, no water. He was feeding on, on what, what the, the whale fed on. A near-death experience. Now that is to tell you how God treats the souls of men. If you underestimate, if you despise the call to win souls, you find yourself in the Jonah kind of situation. Near-death experience. Number three, you endanger the lives of those around you. Jonah 1, 3 to 5. Remember, because of Jonah, the mariners nearly lost their lives. When you disobey the Great Commission, you don't only bring a curse or judgment on yourself, you endanger the lives of your family members, even those around you. These were mariners going about their normal business, but because of Jonah's disobedience, they nearly perish. Dearly beloved, 
When you disobey the great commission, Jonah 1 verse 8, you invite trouble upon yourself. Because in verse 8, the guy said, then they said to him, please tell us for whose cause, please tell us for whose cause is this trouble upon us? So when you disobey the great commission, you invite trouble on yourself. You invite trouble upon yourself. You say, Pastor, well, I know people who are not into soul winning and things are fine with them. Who told you things are fine with them? Look at the many troubles the church is going through. It is because the great commission is not the great commission. It is a great commission in the church. We are not placing premium on God's mission on earth. The consequences, again, we are cursed if we do not evangelize. Let's read 1 Corinthians 9 verse 16. We are cursed when we don't evangelize and win souls. The Apostle Paul made a profound statement in 1 Corinthians 9 verse 6. He says, woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. Woe is me. If you are a Bible student, the word woe is a dangerous word. Woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. Again, you'll be held accountable for the souls of the unsaved. Let's read Ezekiel 3, 16 to 19. If you don't preach the gospel to the unsaved, God will hold you accountable for all the unbelievers who found themselves in your circle of influence. All those you encountered at the more you didn't say preach Christ to them, your family and friends, every unbeliever who whoever came into your space and you failed to preach Christ to them. And as a result, they died and went to hell. See what the Bible says, yeah? Um, Ezekiel 3, 16 to 19. God said, I'll require the blood of the unsaved from your hand if you fail to warn them. We attract needless persecution. Acts 8, 1 to 8, when the early church became complacent and they were whining and dining, and they would just gather and have fellowship. They had a good choir. They had beautiful children's choreography group, and they were not bothered about taking the gospel to the nations and to the community. God stirred what I call needless persecution. And when they were now fleeing persecution, they were now planting churches. The cure for disobeying the Great Commission. Prayer of repentance. Jonah 2, 1 and 2. Jonah had to repent. He had to cry to God. He had to confess his sin of not going to preach the gospel. We must repent as a church. We have done played on the great commission. We are not in God's business. We are using God's resources for another thing altogether. I mean, if you are employed in a company or in a business, you are expected to use the resources in the company to advance the interests of the company, true or false. Now, we are using the grace God gave us for soul winning, the anointing for soul winning, the wisdom for soul winning, for other things, which has nothing to do with God's mission here on earth. And Jonah had to pray to God and repent. The only way, the only cure for disobeying the Great Commission is to obey the Great Commission immediately. Let's read Jonah 3, 1 to 5. When God caused the fish to, to vomit Jonah at the shore, immediately, let's see what happens in Jonah 3. Now the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time. Some of you, you are hearing this for the tenth time. 
For some of you, the 20th time, the first time you disobeyed, God came to Jonah a second time and Jonah repented. How many times must you hear the call to win souls before you obey the Great Commission? How many times? In the case of Jonah, the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time, saying, let's read on, Arise and go to the great city of Nineveh, great city, and preach to it the message I shall tell you. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, a three-day journey in extent. And Jonah began to enter the city on the first day's walk. Then he cried out and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Three days' journey. Only forty days for them to repent. Some of the colleagues, your colleagues in the office, they have only three days to leave. Some have only one week. Some, the next few minutes, by the time they leave your presence, they are gone. And God was dependent upon you to show them God's love, to preach God's word to them. And you fail, giving excuses. The crown of soul winning, in this particular instance, when Jonah repented, look at Jonah 3, verse 3, we, they experienced the salvation of a great city. Look at verse 3, Jonah 3, verse 3. So Jonah arose and went to Nineveh, according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city. Can you imagine? This great city was going to perish. It's like America is a great country. The worst superpower. It is said in Africa, when America sneezes, we catch cold. We are, yes, we are all de virtually dependent upon America. So if America is saved, the world is saved. If America is doomed, the whole world is doomed. God, the Bible refers to Nineveh as a great city. There was the salvation of a great city. Number two, there was a massive harvest of souls. Watch verse 5 of Jonah 3. When Jonah obeyed the great commission, many souls were saved. Look at verse 5. So the people of Nineveh believed God, proclaiming their fast, and put on sackcloth from the greatest to the least. The whole city repented. They responded positively to the gospel of Jesus Christ. God's wrath against sinners is averted. Jonah 3 verse 10. God's wrath against Nineveh was averted. That God saw their works and they turned from their evil ways and God relented from the disaster that he had said he would bring upon them and he did not do it. Why? Because a man obeyed the commission, the call to win souls. Why? Because one man, one man's obedience saved a whole city. Your obedience can save a country. Because your obedience to the Great Commission can save a whole generation. In conclusion, church, nothing costs like disobeying the Great Commission. Nothing costs more than disobeying the Great Commission. The price you pay for disobeying the Great Commission is a huge price. Jonah endangered the lives of those around him. Three days and three nights, I still cannot phantom it. Three days in the belly of a whale. How was he feeding? How was he breathing? You may not be swallowed by a fish. But you go through life challenges that may be similar to
to spending three days and three nights in the belly of the whale. The many problems we are going through, could they be your experience in the belly of the whale? We've been praying to God, crying to God for deliverance, for mercy. Could it be our three days and three nights in the belly of the whale? I came to encourage you. Don't be the Jonah of your time. Jonah's suffering was needless. But then God is a God of mercy. God gave Jonah a second chance. I pray that today will be your second chance. Let us awaken to the call to win souls. Shall we pray? Lift your voice and talk to God. Like Jonah, all of us are guilty. There were many people who passed through your circle of influence. You failed to reach out to them. Tell the Lord to have mercy upon you. Pray. Let's stand to our feet and lift your voice and talk to the Lord. Like Jonah, let's repent of our, of our disobedience to the Great Commission. The many opportunity you had to witness to somebody, but you failed. You gave excuses like Moses. I cannot talk, you know, um, um, and all kinds of excuses. Talk to God this morning and let's tell the Lord to have mercy upon us and pray for revival. Talk to God and say, God, give me the grace. Like Jonah, give me a second chance. Help me to reach out to the souls in my family. You're unsaved in my office, in my career, in the name of Jesus. Talk to the Lord. Yes, Lord. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Revive us one more time. Anoint us again, O oh Lord. Grant us the passion. Give us the grace, Lord, to save souls. In the name of Jesus, we give you glory. Whilst every eye is closed, maybe you are here. For the first time, you've heard this message. You have been touched like the great city of Nineveh. They did not know God. They are rebelled against God. They turned their back on God. And in 40 days, God was going to destroy Nineveh. It was until they heard Jonah's message and they repented. I don't know how many more days you have to live. There's no guarantee you will live to see tomorrow. This is your time. If you're watching us live on social media, watching us live on the internet, you are here this morning in person, I want to offer you this opportunity to give your life to Jesus. Whilst every eye is closed, if you are here like that, or watching us live, you want to say this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I repent of my sins. I invite Christ into my heart. Be my Savior. And be my Lord in Jesus' name. Can I request Reverend Jacob Alhassan to pray that God will grant us the grace to obey the great commission and to pray for those who responded to the gospel of Jesus. Hallelujah. Shall we pray? Our most high God, we thank you for your word. It is the entrance of your word that giveth life. Most high God, we pray for courage. We pray for courage to be effective witnesses in our homes, in our community, and at our workplace. Lord, let our lives be a living testimony that people will see and ask about our Lord, that we will be bold to speak out and give your word to this dying world. People that need your word, 
that life will come into their life even as we express your word through our own mouths and our life testimonies it will bring glory to your name we will lift up your name in our families we will lift up your name at our workplace we will lift up your name in our community that you will draw men to yourself grant us courage to be obedient to your calling in your precious name we pray this